Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Nerd Wallet presents Money Questions Credit Card Round. Ready, Steve? No time to answer. How can you compare and apply for the best travel credit cards? Turn to the nerds. Where can you find the best card for your credit score? Turn to the nerds. For a triple point bonus, is it better to earn rewards in points or miles? Uh, I'm kidding. Turn to the nerds. Winner, winner. Fiscally responsible dinner. Game's over, Steve. From the lowest rates to the best rewards. For all your credit card questions, turn to the nerds at nerdwallet.com. George Price. Yeah. How are you guys? Good, George. How are you? how are you, George? As we, we've 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 talked before, as a former police officer, police officer, a former senior special agent with the DEA, and uh, a former DA in the Middlesex uh, District Attorney's Office. I I have one question above all others, George, and I didn't hear anyone address it for the last forty eight hours, and hopefully you can answer it or at least help us out here. What would sure. What were the cops in Kenosha who shot Jacob Blake in the back? What were they supposed to do in that situation? So I watched the video, and actually another video came out this morning. I don't think it really added much color to what occurred. But um, if you watch the video um, carefully, you see you see both officers coming from the other side of the car, and they both had their guns out. Um, that only happens in a couple circumstances. One, they couldn't see the the you know the defendant's hands there. That would have been one reason. Um, the other the other news reports are that they were screaming at him, drop the knife. So he's got an edged weapon in his hand, um, and he's climbing into a car with, full of people, um, not necessarily knowing who those people are or why they're there. Um, my understanding is they got a radio call for either to, a domestic dispute right. or a fight. Right. So now you've got someone climbing into a car with a with a knife, and they don't, you know, they don't they have no idea who these people are in the car and. And, you know, 
they didn't have any choice at that point. They're either in fear of their own lives or more likely the people's lives in the vehicle. I mean, it's the problem with the press and the problem the way these things get reported is they they always report on them objectively. So they're looking at this video saying, oh, we shouldn't have done that. But the standard and the standard in court and the standard that these officers will be held to by both the DA's office there um, and in, in a civil court is, you know, what was their subjective view? Were they in fear of their own lives or the lives of, of someone else? And, you know, normally you would never close that space, um, that distance of space between someone with a, an edged weapon like that. You wouldn't close in on them and grab that guy's shirt like he did. Well, I was going to say. That tells me they did, every, they did everything they could right, right then to, to not do that, right? They're at the they're at the moment of last resort here, and they had to stop them. And deadly force is really the only way to do it. They, that guy could have turned around and stabbed that officer right in the neck, and and we'd be going to his funeral today instead of someone else. That, that's so. a great point, George. I asked that on Twitter. I asked it uh, earlier in this show. I said maybe what the cops should have done. They had him outnumbered. Is tackle him like subdue him? You know, like. Uh, you see often with suspects. Yeah, and, and, you, and you would think they are, too. I, and, you know, I looked at their gun belts. It didn't, I didn't see any batons on them, and I didn't see any tasers on them. They tased I mean, them. I, I believe they tased them, and it didn't work. I mean, he's, he's a... He's and a, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, all, all the more reason that they're, they're, the shooting is completely justified, in my view. I mean, you're, you know, could you have tackled them? Yes. Um, it, it takes a, a millisecond to turn around and stab someone in the neck. I've been in physical fights with defendants where... Uh, they, you know, they reach back and stab with a broken bottle. And, you know, this stuff is, uh, it's full of adrenaline. There's a lot of excitement in the video. You can see that. And these guys are just making the best decision they can in, in a millisecond. And we get to sit here and talk about it for, for days and weeks on end. We've got some politicians who, in, in that state, that governor himself condemned okay. the shooting. Before the investigation had even started, never mind finished. It was despicable. George, with all due respect, George, and you obviously have been in these situations before, how can you say the shooting was justified without knowing what he was going into his car for or knowing any other details? How can you say that? Well, well, I do know details. I know that the press has reported that they were repeatedly okay, but, but, stating but, to him. But you don't know what he was going into his car knife. for. <laughs> but he had a knife. But, in, but he had a knife in his hand. He had a knife in his hand. He's climbing into a car full of people. What's you know, and and then that people, becomes a people whole who other are his issue. young kids. Officers though. don't they, ever want anyone getting someone getting mobile in a vehicle with a knife full of people they don't know who they are. It just it, it doesn't work. It, it, you know, they're in fear of their lives. It should be. The guy wasn't obeying their command. Period. But George, George, do you assume those to those cops? Are they supposed to assume when he reaches in his car that he's going for a gun? Uh, we don't know yet no. whether he was or not. But are they supposed? To, is, does that matter? In other words, are they just supposed does, to it, assume it, the worst? It, are they? Absolutely, because there's plenty of justified shootings where there's no weapon at all. But if you have someone that's not obeying commands and say they're reaching under a seat or reaching into their waistband, this is why the standard is is so important on how these officers ultimately get judged. It's subjective. It's what did they think at the time, not what we think watching the video. Did they think that they were you know, either going to get stabbed or that someone in that vehicle was going to get seriously hurt if this guy got mobile with that vehicle? And that would be the only reason in my mind watching that video why they would ever close that space between someone with an edged weapon. Someone with an edged weapon can cover 21 feet before you can pull your gun and shoot. So that's why they always tell you to stay that many feet away right. if, if someone's holding an edged weapon. So, you know, for them to close that distance, scream, drop the knife, and he's climbing into a car, I, I don't see, I, I see a completely justified shooting here. 
Do you totally. think? Do you think? Is there a reason we have not heard whether there's a whether it was a gun or not? I mean, um, I, I asked this again on Twitter. I said, "Does it matter if there's a gun or not?" I mean, because he's it, reaching it, in the car. You know, it depends on every every shooting is different, right? So, I mean, again, does it, it comes back to the standard of you in fear of their own lives? Um, if you have someone that's not obeying commands and reaching into their waistband, or you know. These guys have to, they don't get to decide in three seconds. They have to decide in a quarter second, am I going to go home today or not? Let's say he was reaching for a gun and they, he turned around and shot them. I mean, what, you know, does it matter at that point? They're, if these guys are in fear of their lives and they have to make that decision in that millisecond. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Who are you texting? My therapist. You text with your therapist? Text, video chat, call? Yep. That sounds too easy. How did you find her? I just went to betterhelp.com slash save. She's a licensed therapist and it's all online. I connect when it's convenient for me and don't waste time driving anywhere. Plus it's affordable. I wonder if I should try it. It's great to talk to someone in confidence. She's helped me sort out quite a few things. And right now you save 10% off the first month when you go through betterhelp.com slash save. Betterhelp.com slash save. Got it. Second, it's really their decision. Do I want to go home today? Or do I want to wait and see if this guy has a gun? The problem is that the guy's climbing into a car, we think, with a knife. They've closed the space, and they're about to, you know, he's about to get in a vehicle full of people. For all we know, we have no idea. They had no idea who those people were in the car. And if, if, his, um, if his plan was... Well, it, turned out it, it, was his, it turned out it was his kids. Yeah. Um, if his plan was... Yeah, a, but the cops don't know that. The cops don't know that when they're pulling up on the scene. They could have been the other person's kids. You know, sitting up, there was 20 people around the car at the time. They don't know whose kids those are. No one, I, I doubt that anyone stopped and said, These, you know, those are his kids in there. That didn't happen. I if, didn't see that. George, if his plan was to go engage in a high-speed chase, to take off with the kids in the car, by the way, yep. to take off, are they justified in using lethal force at that point if they just think he's getting in his car to take off? Yeah. Uh, no, I would, I would say no. I mean, that's, you know, again, they have to evaluate the situation, but I think the reason that there was a shooting there was, you know, based on everything I've seen in the press anyway, he had a knife, he wasn't dropping it, he wasn't obeying commands, he's climbing into a vehicle, you see him reaching down, right? So whether he's reaching down for either another weapon or to get in the vehicle, you know, they, that, and I don't know if one officer's fired, one officer fired, or they both did, I don't know what yeah, the there facts was seven, are here. I know there were shot. seven shots, so is that? Seven, seven shots. Does that... that in and of itself seems, seems to me, it, um, you know, again, I, we weren't there. We didn't. We, we don't get to see the rest of the video. We don't get right. to see whether or not he stopped moving after the first shot. My guess is he did not. Most officers typically shoot so the threat ceases. That's what you're taught in the academy. That's what I taught officers and agents for years. You, you shoot till the threat stops, and you're able to, you know, completely stop the actions of, of the defendant and and or suspect. So they made those decisions. You know, we can't decide if those that was successive or not until you see the whole video, honestly. So you think you think if this goes to trial, if they charge these cops, you think they walk, which will be wonderful for the 
you know, the people in that city because they'll just destroy businesses all over again. Oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. All, all before you have all the facts. And, you know, white, red, yet, you know, doesn't matter, yellow, green, whatever, whatever the defendant is, they, they were worried about a guy with a knife, not about the color of his skin when they, when they decided to pull their guns and try to get him to stop what he was doing, period. You don't, you know, cops don't think that way. They're trying to stop an imminent threat. Get nothing to do with the color of anyone's skin. Do the, do the cops sure. know when they're there? The cops know his rap sheet. They know this history, right? Because he's he's had experience. Uh, gun, well, the, well gun that's, a good, that's a good question. They they certainly could have. Um, and that and that so that that's another factor that goes into this subjective view. So if they did know it, we don't know if they knew it or not. But if they did know him and he was known to police and he was known to be violent, he's known to commit assaults and batteries. You know. Uh, he, he had domestics, I think, on his. On he, had, his he, he pulled a gun on. He pulled a gun on some people in a bar. It yeah, he one... pull, pulled a gun. So, so right there, my my threat level goes up exponentially. Um, you know, when we used to go out on the street, when I worked for the federal government, our we would run the rap sheets on defendants, and everyone in a briefing got to know what the rap sheet was of the person we were going after. So we knew if they were, you know, they were a particularly high threat level. It adds to that tension as far as making the you know making certain decisions if, if someone's not obeying your commands and they have a history of violence you're going to take that very differently than someone who maybe you know doesn't and is high or has got some other issue going on that they're not listening to you but someone with a violent background that's not obeying commands you're, you're going to treat very differently than someone if you if you didn't know that so You've you've uh you've said a couple times, George, that you think the officers felt threatened, and thus you think that the use of this kind of force was justifiable. But and and I ask this question genuinely. I mean, obviously, being a police officer, being put in dangerous situations is part of the job. Um, so at what point, like, is just feeling threatened, and for your for is that is that enough to to use this kind of force? Or I guess like where does the level rise where it is then okay? Because you're in, you know in these kind of situations all the time, I imagine. Well, you get, I mean, you're, the officers are going to be the ones that have to articulate that, right? That, that right. they were in fear of their lives or the lives of someone else. And it's, and again, every incident, every use of force is different. Um, you know, if you've got someone sitting, you know, somewhere in a building or a hotel shooting a machine gun out into a crowd, it's not right. really that difficult to figure out that it's okay right. to shoot this guy. Situations like this, uh, are a little different, and that's why the subjectivity is so important and, frankly, so disturbing when you watch the press that they leave that analysis completely out of the picture. Um, that's why we should always wait till these investigations are completed before anyone rushes to judgment. And, you know, we've got cities burning now without knowing all the facts, and it's just, to me, it's just abhorrent that, that we're not giving um, these guys the same constitutional rights that every defendant has on the street. We shouldn't be judging them. They have an absolute, you know, um, uh, presumption of, of innocence and that they did the right thing. Let them do their investigation, you right. know, and then we'll figure out what happens from there. But well, to jump I, to conclusions, is, our world is nuts as, right now. Uh, we all know what, uh, what Derek Chauvin should have done in Minneapolis. He should have taken his knee off George Floyd's neck. I just don't know what... Yep these guys in Kenosha were supposed to do. But, George, I really appreciate it. What we needed was someone like you to clear this up. You've answered more questions in the last 10 minutes than I've heard uh, any of these <laughs> talking heads and cable TV do in the last 48 hours. So we appreciate awesome. it. Good. 
Thanks. Good you talking to you, George. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. That is Take George care. Price, former cop, former uh, special agent for the DEA, and a guy who trained police, who knows the protocol. The holidays are here, and with giftcards.com, it's easy to send the perfect gift. From gamers and foodies to fashion and beauty lovers, there's a great gift card option for everyone on your list. Or surprise them with the specially curated Holiday Favorites e-gift card. Redeemable at Lululemon, Grubhub, Ulta, Wayfair, Macy's, Lowe's, and Barnes & Noble. Your lucky loved one can pick their favorite athleisure, beauty products, home decor, and entertainment all with one convenient gift. Holiday Favorites cards are delivered near instantly via email and can be used both in-store and online making them both easy to send and spend. They contain no fees and never expire, making it a perfect gift you can't go wrong with. Start gifting today at www.giftcards.com multi. Happy holidays from giftcards.com. We've got our friend Jerry Callahan joining us now. He is a legend in sports talk radio up in the Boston area, and now he is the host of the Jerry Callahan podcast, he joins us. Jerry, great to have you on the show. Hey, Buck. Good to be here. All right. So just for everybody listening, because, you know, I, look, I'm, I'm not a sports guy. My radio producers make fun of me because I don't, don't know much about professional sports, but I'm a politics guy, and this is very political. What happened in the last couple of days with the NBA, and we'll get into some of the other leagues, too. Bring us up to speed on what happened and where we are now. Well, we, uh, there was a short, a brief boycott, uh, led by, led by the Milwaukee Bucks. They were up three to one in their series against Orlando, and they decided to, uh, not show up for work. And then, uh, the dominoes just fell from there. The Clippers and Lakers, led by, I think, LeBron James, voted to cancel the rest of the playoffs, just not play at all. But they, I think they were outvoted today, and there will be playoffs. And then it kind of put the pressure on the rest of sports. You know, the WNBA, I know I'm heartbroken. The Washington Mystics walked off the court. and I mean, there's a big void in my life. I don't know about you. And MLS, Major League Soccer, decided not to play. And then immediately the questions go to baseball, football. I mean, college football. Every uh, Most teams just stop practicing for a day or two. Because no one wants to appear like, you know, they don't care that they're, that, that black lives don't matter. They all want to seem as woke as, as, you know, LeBron. So they're all falling in, uh, you know, following along and, uh, and either just taking a day off or, or a week off or, or just saying, you know, it's, uh, this is too important. We can't be playing sports right now, even though it's their job. Um, and, and others like Kenny Smith, the TNT announcer walked off the set in the middle of the show. His job is to analyze basketball, analyze the NBA, and that's what this called for. It called for him and Charles Barkley and Shaq and Ernie Johnson to do their jobs, but he said no in support of the players. I'm walking off, took off his mic, and walked off. It's pretty amazing how quickly this all turned around, though. You know, usually when you think about a, a situation of a boycott, it's people stop buying a product or stop paying for a certain service in response to something. And usually they want a change from that company, right? They, right. you know, exactly. you, you do X and we'll start to buy your Goya beans again. Or, or you said X, Goya, we're going to stop buying your beans. And then, of course, there was the counter, the counter boycott that happened there with, with that company. What is the, I mean, I'm just wondering, what are the, all these players 
is this just kind of like the equivalent of taking taking a knee? I mean, is this just for is this theatrics? Is it for show? Because they're not making any. It's not like they're demanding that the NBA do police reform. It's a great question. I think I, I asked the same question about Antifa for for ninety days in Portland. I said, at some point, don't they have to make a demand. You you have to do this, or or we will keep rioting. The NBA and and other sports leagues and teams are are taking this dramatic action, this theatrical action, and they don't actually say. They, I mean, uh, uh, the, there's a series of tweets that someone put together from all the players. And it's just one guy after another saying, we want change. We're not going to stand for it. LeBron James, their leader, his tweet that kicked this whole thing off says, F it. Uh, we're sick of it. We must change. And I'm thinking, first of all, the guys demanding change are going to, uh, they all want to register to vote and encourage everyone to vote. And they're going to vote for all the same incumbents, the mayors and the governors who are running these cities and these states where all the problems are occurring. So they don't really want change. I'm not sure. Do they want different? Or Doc Rivers, coach of the Clippers, in a very emotional press conference, talked about change, uh, getting rid of police unions and changing the way police are trained. Um, really kind of bizarre because it, it, I, I guess it's all about Jacob Blake, um, you know, a, a violent fugitive. Because who had a knife in the car, as we now know as well, the car that he was reaching into when cops were saying, stop, stop, stop. Go ahead. And, and, and to me, it's, Doc Rivers is from Chicago, right? Chicago has had 2,500 shootings already this year. They had 64 last weekend. And most of them, you know, black men and black, black kids. And you don't hear the NBA talk about walking off the job because of that violence. I mean, which is much, much more serious than you know, police brutality in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And Doc Rivers got choked up and started crying at a press conference about what happened to Jacob Blake. It's it's really bizarre, and you, and you ask a great question, like, what is it you want exactly? Uh, they're, they're, this is pretty dramatic. I'm not sure whose mind it's changing, whose heart it's changing. More people are killed every year in the United States, or let's just say the last few years, because they're the ones that I checked. People die, on average, uh, more frequently from actual lightning strikes then unarmed black men are killed by police in the United States every year. It's about 40 to 50 die from lightning strikes. And this year so far, I believe it's nine unarmed black men have been killed by cops. Uh, we're speaking to Jerry Callahan, a longtime sports radio host in the Boston area. He's the host of the Jerry Callahan show. I want to ask about the because uh, this is something you'll, you'll know a lot about. And, and I'm always curious because I'm, I'm not a, a big you know, professional sports guy. I watch some of the things. I watch a little bit of the NFL. Uh, I watch tennis, actually. Not that <laughs> I don't think anyone's walking off the tennis court for this stuff. But anyway, maybe. I, I mean, it could happen, right? I mean, the WNBA walked off. So even things that don't get quite the same viewership, uh, people want to want to get their part of this. But um, the business model component of this. Here's the New Orleans Saints, Malcolm Jenkins. Speaking of demands and what's expected here, here's what he says has to happen for him and I suppose other players upset like him, uh, upset as he is, to be happy. Play clip six. In this political landscape, I hope that that turns into um, some kind of political engagement by athletes and by everybody to say that, you know, if you want the black vote and whether you're a candidate who's looking to be elected or be reelected, if you want the black vote, these are the things that are at the top of the agenda for black people. Uh, we haven't heard it yet. And I think until we continue to demand it, until 
Black Lives Matter goes from just an idea or goal that we're trying to attain as a society and then it's actually realized in the streets, we won't see any peace. And I think we'll continue to see athletes, entertainers, as well as citizens disrupt the status quo until that's recognized. To say we won't see any peace for an NFL multimillionaire celebrity to say that at a time when there are multiple U.S. cities, and I don't mean in recent memory, I mean in the last 24 hours where there has been fatal violence, arson, destruction. Uh, I understand that within some constituencies and some communities, those comments will go over very well. But the NBA, the NFL, the uh, NHL, I don't know where they are on this, but but some of these sports leagues, are, are. is there a recognition, Jerry, that if they continue down this path of politicization, it may really cost them in, in economic terms in a way that they'll really feel or is this a bit like, you know, Colin Kaepernick with Nike guys richer and more famous than he's ever been, even though half the country thinks the guy's a jerk? I, I would say B. Yeah, I'd say there is no uh, reflections. Uh, there's no awareness here that this could cost them in the long run. I mean, the NBA, the numbers were already pretty bad, the ratings, and they would attribute it to being, you know, the, the, the pandemic. And it's the summertime and it's kind of a strange schedule but i think there's i mean i hear it all the time people uh there is a backlash there there is a there are people who have reached their you know breaking point say i'm not watching i'm done maybe they'll go back you know next season but right now they're just it's just a woke overload and the nba is the most obnoxious one i mean they painted the court they get the messages on their uh, on their jerseys they're uh, you know they're always talking. There's there's a whole bunch of players who who, who talk about Brianna Taylor you know, every at every press conference, and I think at some point you know not all the fans but some of them enough of them are turned off by that. And we'll see what happens with football. Football's different. It's bigger. It's on schedule on a normal schedule, but I I hope they're not as obnoxious as uh, as LeBron in the NBA and and Doc Rivers and and the NBA. The thing with this right now, Buck, is it's a it's a monolith. There is no no dissent allowed. There is not a player in the NBA allowed to say, you know, you know maybe you know, maybe Jacob Blake was partly to blame here. You, know, you can't do that. They won't do that. There'll be no one supporting Trump. I say this all the time. Trump has gained in many segments. We know that with uh, with independents, you know, with with African Americans. I think one group that he is. He's not doing as well now as he was four years ago. Is sports? There's virtually nobody, no athletes. The coaches are, are so beholden to the athletes that they're that they they speak out against them. You know, Steve Kerr and Popovich and these guys. You know, there's just no room in sports right now for for anybody who's not completely uh, anti-Trump and completely woke. It's just not allowed. Jerry Callahan, everybody, listen to the Jerry Callahan podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And be sure to follow him on social media. Jerry, thanks for weighing in, man. You take care. Buck, good talking to you, my friend. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done. 
all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. 